0: Hi there! Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. Oh, this episode is full of some rich gems with my friend, Jerry Buchholz. She's been in full-time ministry with Crew for over 50 years and has such a deep love for people and for them to know and experience the hope and joy and purpose that knowing Jesus offers them. As you listen, you'll hear how after her dear husband, Art, passed away 15 years ago, she wondered how she could go on. But as she says, I wouldn't have wanted to miss these last 15 years of my life. They've been some of the richest, fullest years of my life. Understanding her strengths, as she says, helped her tremendously in her marriage, but also in her role as a coach for staff raising their financial support. Her top five strengths are woo, empathy, positivity, connectedness, and communication. She says it helped her understand the people she was coaching. When I would ask them to take it, it would put me on third base. I knew what they would be good at and how they were gifted. And also after her husband passed away, she says, I began to know who I was without him, who God made me. I won't spoil all the juicy details you can hear from her. Before you listen, it would mean a lot to me if you would take a minute to leave a review about this podcast. What's been meaningful to you, what you're learning. It really helps other people to find the podcast too. Enjoy hearing from Jerry. Hi there. Welcome, Jerry. I am so thrilled to have this conversation with you today. It's such a treat to be able to sit here and just hear so many um, nuggets of wisdom from you about you and your life and your strengths. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's my privilege to be here. Oh, this is, um, like I said, such a treat. I think about um, years ago when we first met, when we first moved to Austin, and I think you and Art were working with Bridges, and I didn't really know what Bridges ministry, maybe I'd heard about it, but I didn't really know anyone that did that, working with international students. And I've loved over the years, just different times that we've been able to connect different Um, occasions in Colorado or here in Austin. So I am just thrilled for our listeners to hear just a little bit of your wisdom. And I know we could talk for hours, but um, Yes, (laughs) yes, why don't you just introduce yourself, like who you are, where you live and what you do?
1: Okay, well, my name is Jerry Buchholz and I live here in Austin. And as you mentioned, had lived here before, but I just moved back a year ago. So it feels new to me. And then I'm also a missionary with Campus Crusade for Christ, which is called Crew. And within that, I work with a movie called The Jesus Film. And we also have other movies as well about
0: Christ. So that's what I do. Can you just tell briefly what your top five strengths are? And then we're going to dive into that later. I want to ask you a few other personal questions first, but just so um, people can know as they listen, like what your strengths are.
1: Uh, My number one strength is woo. And the second one is empathy. The third one is positivity. The fourth one is connectedness. And the fifth one is communication.
0: You mentioned that you have worked with Crew for a long time, and especially, I don't know how many years, but you've been with the Jesus Film. Can you just tell a little bit about what that is and just why you, you and Art have been so um, passionate about doing that and the things that you've been doing? Well, you mentioned that we worked with
1: international students that came to study at the University of Texas from all over the world. And we also also did that at University of Pennsylvania. We started doing that. And about four years later, this movie came out called Jesus. And it started coming out. It started being translated into all kinds of languages, you know, mostly in the beginning, the biggest languages. And so as it was translated over three or four or five years we started showing it to international students from different countries. In fact, there at, here at UT, we would, say, reserve 10 rooms over the spring break. Hmm. And we would go and hand out movie tickets to the international students from, you know that were still at home. They couldn't go home during spring break, so mm-hmm. they were still here in, in Austin. And we would invite them to come to this free movie and it was in their language. So we had like, I don't know, hundreds of students come to watch the Jesus film in their language. And so that was how we got introduced to the movie. And Mm. it was amazing because, you know, we would invite people to uh, study the Bible with us or have, we would have conversations with them about what they believed and uh, what Jesus taught. And some of them would be interested in in studying the Bible. And some were even already followers of Jesus. But we discovered that this two hour film would do what would take us maybe two years Mm. to try to accomplish with a student. Because, uh, and I say there's, There's three reasons for this. Seeing is usually believing, right? You see something, you're likely to believe it. Mm -hmm. So they're watching this film and then they hear it in their mother language, which is the language of the heart Mm -hmm. and of the emotions and the feelings. And then there is a promise in God's word that His word will not return to him empty, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. And mm. you put those three ingredients and mix them up. And I call it spiritual dynamite mm. because it is so powerful. So right away, we, we were, we love this film because of the power of it.
0: Yeah. people's lives. That's how we got involved in it. Well, I'm sure we could talk for hours of amazing stories, I'm sure you have, of just so many people's lives that, is lives that have been impacted by that. I know Warren and I went to Africa one summer to um, show it, and in other countries too, like Mexico, but like you say, it's just so compelling and exciting to see people that have never even seen a film sometimes. And just to see God at work is just such a privilege. Well, about your amazing, kind husband, Art? You know, it makes me sad as I think about just that his days were a lot shorter than I'm sure all of you and people that knew him would have, would have liked. But tell me about him and just his home going. Well, uh, Art had had
1: a great day. He he actually got to go to either live in or go to all the continents. It Well, he didn't live in. He got to serve God in all the continents except Antarctica. Oh. <laughs> and the last one he was assigned to was Latin America. And he was so excited because he uh, minored in Spanish and he understood, majored in German. And he understood Spanish and he could speak a little bit. So he just gotten assigned there and he had his uh, first trip planned. And I remember coming home from work that day, he was talking nonstop about this mm. trip he was going to go on. And the meeting he had had that day, I mean, he was so excited. Uh, two weeks previous to that, we had just returned from three weeks in Russia where we had premiered the Jesus film. So, you know, we went from one trip to the next, planning, getting over one trip, getting over jet lag, and then we were off to the next continent or country or whatever. And so we were in the middle between trips. And that night, he, I had been sick at my stomach. And so he said, why don't you sleep in the bed? I'm going to sleep in the office in my Easy, lazy boy chair. And I said, okay, that's fine. And in the morning, I woke up, I felt better, and I thought, uh, I guess art's letting me sleep. So I uh, went back to sleep. And about 10 o'clock, I got up and I was a little bit hungry. So I made a piece of bread or a piece of toast. And I thought, where is he? Well, I went in his office. I thought he'd be reading a good book because he loved to read. And there he was in his chair. And I could look at him and tell something was wrong. His coloring mm. was not right. There was no heartbeat, no no sign of breath. Oh. And I realized he had uh, gone to sleep and waked up in heaven. So, oh. <laughs> and I knew my life was never going to be the same. But I I realized he was. I felt like he was the winner and I was the loser. <laughs> because you know he had that ideal he never had to get sick he never lost his mind he never declined Mm. he just all of a
0: sudden went went Mm. wow very shocking and how many years ago was that that was 15 years
1: ago and I can honestly say I I really didn't know who I was without him we married, I married the day I was 22. And so we kind of grew up together. And I felt like, you know, it was like, we had, the last 15 years of our marriage were the best. And we were woven around one another, we traveled together, we did everything together. Mm. And it felt like, uh, it felt like there was actually um, a friend that explained to me what The verse means that says, those who wait upon the Lord will gain new strength, mount up with wings like eagles, run and not get tired. And he said the word wait is not a passive word, but it's a very active word of hoping in and waiting expectantly. And actually, it's like a nautical rope Mm -hmm. where you weave, you're woven around uh, God in waiting on him, and when he told me that, I thought, that's what Art and I were. we were woven around each other. Mm. and when he died, it was like that rope was pulled apart, and all the strands were shredded. and the shredded rope I see I saw it lying on a table, and half of the shreds were taken away. Mm. And the shredded part that was left, the half that was left was me. Mm. And I felt shredded. Uh. I didn't even know my who I was. And then I began to realize those who wait on the Lord, wrap themselves around him, will gain new strength mm. and bound up with the wings like eagles. And so that's, That's what the Lord showed me that I was to wrap myself around Him. And I remember at one point I was outside and I had just been on an overseas trip. This was after Art died. And so I was learning to wrap myself around the Lord and He around me. And I was talking on the phone to two women that were praying for me because I had had a struggle on that trip. Uh, And I said something to them, like, I don't know if I can ever travel again. Mm. It was, it's just the, the warfare, the spiritual warfare was so intense. And I was so, I really came back wanting to die. And about that time, an eagle swooped down over the headquarters between the two buildings where I was standing. He was not 20 feet above my head. And I I never saw an eagle do that. And he peered down at me and then he swooped up and went up over the trees.
0: He was telling you something.
1: (sighs) The Lord was reminding me to wait upon him. And I would soar like an eagle. Mm. It was so powerful. Even now, I it makes me want
0: to weep. Mm. It was so miraculous. Yeah, just the timing and just at your point of need, he just brought that eagle. Mm. Yeah. So the word wait is in that
1: one verse is so important to me. It's like a nautical rope when we wrap ourselves very strong and mighty.
0: Well, I remembered what a privilege it was to be at, at the service for art in Austin and just how inspiring it was to hear story after story of ways that he had touched people's lives. Like you said, around the world. And I think there was somebody from Russia that was there or somewhere far away. And, um, but the thing I think of often when I think of you and art and your family is just the picture maybe I think you said maybe a grandchild wrote it of the world that was on his casket God had given both of you such a heart for the world and I don't know that was so visionary to me of yeah your heart to for people around the world to know Jesus and who he is and what he offers to them that was such a being on holy ground kind of moment for me and I'm I'm sure just a myriad of things for you that day.
1: Yes, it was a I remember one time Dr. Bright asked everybody to get on their knees and pray. It was a big conference. And ask the Lord to show you a country that He wants you to go to. So we got on our knees and we prayed and we got back up, sat down, I said Art what did God tell you he said he told me the whole world oh to go to the whole world and i said he told me the same thing the
0: whole mm. world.
1: and that's that's what my our lives have been about mm. we never had one country it was always
0: the whole world that's great well i would love to hear you and your journey and just um understanding of just who you are as you've been taking the message to the whole world of, you know, we're each like his ambassador. And I, I think about how God has made each of us so uniquely and wonderfully for his purposes. And I would love to kind of peel back what that looks like for you as you've been his ambassador and lovely spokesperson for, for years and years, so tell me tell us what your top five Clifton strengths are, and just kind of how what your journey's been like as you've understood that, and how it's made a difference like in your marriage and your ministry well i I can't remember
1: how I got introduced to strength finders, but um it was evidently around two thousand nine, maybe a little earlier. Art died in two thousand six, so not long after. He passed away, and it was really, like I said, I didn't know who I was without Art. And I think Strength Finders really helped me. That in Myers-Briggs test, Art and I did do together, that helped us a lot in our marriage. And then the Strength Finders was like a whole different dimension. I think it, it was so different than anything I'd ever taken and so simple. I had done Berkman, and I never did understand Berkman. It never did seem to get me. But strength finders, I really resounded with, and it helped me understand myself. I mean, I never thought about all that kind of things too much, but I I really began to see I was a coach then, and I coached people who were raising their funds to become uh full-time missionaries. And so it helped me uh understand them. Mm-hmm. When I would ask them to take it, it would put me like on third base. I at least second base. Uh-huh. I, I knew what they were going to be good at, you know, how they were gifted. And uh especially with a couple. Mm-hmm. One of them might be very administrative and the other one would be very um, people oriented. And so I could see right away how they were going to fit together. Um, it, it was just, it was amazing. And and then if they gave me the, if they'd taken Myers-Briggs and they added that, then I was really ready to go, you know, if, after just the results of those two tests.
0: As Jerry mentioned, learning about her Clifton strengths gave her helpful tracks for her marriage, her life, and her ministry. I would love more than anything to sit down with you or with you and your team to help you learn more about how amazing you are through understanding your strengths. You can email me at barbara G Colwell C U L W E L L at Gmail.com for more details. So as you kind of understood a little more about your top five strengths like you mentioned earlier what did it how did it encourage you in um, not only just helping other people as they as you're coaching them or whatever but like what did it what did you learn about yourself like oh of course I love meeting new people or I think you mentioned a really fun story in the office about your woo Um, like what else did you learn about yourself and encourage you and who you are
1: well I think um, traveling overseas I I think knowing more who who I am and uh, how God has made me I, I love to go overseas and help train people to use the Jesus film and our other I films and materials we had a curriculum I used to teach so I would train teachers to use the Jesus Film for Children, and the, and the accompanying curriculum. And some of the places we went, this, that whole thing was made compulsory in the whole nation. So we, as a particular country in Africa, Malawi, made that curriculum compulsory. And so we had the big job of training the leaders in the educational realm in Malawi to take over the training of their own teachers and just all of that we would do we would actually give the teachers a, a, a little personality test it's called north south east west and it would help them understand themselves as as um, and that was before I, I came in touch with strength finders because that was when art was still alive But I continued to do that kind of training after he died and continued to travel around the world as a single on a team. And so I think knowing, I began to know who I was without him, who God had made me to be. And it's like the Lord is my husband, he's my best friend. I traveled with him. And I think he, over the years, just maximized. Me and how he made me without a husband. Mm. And so I I really have, I can honestly say I wouldn't have wanted to miss these last 15 years because they've been some of the richest, fullest years of my life. Mm. And just discovering how to walk with the Lord and how to serve Him and who I am in Him. And mm. really, I can honestly say. These last 15 years have been a God ride. and It Aww. really doesn't get any
0: better than that. I wouldn't Aww. have wanted to miss it. I know well, you mentioned earlier just a passage in Job that really encouraged you. Can you tell about that? Well, after not long after Art died,
1: I was talking to a friend. And I told her I thought the best part of my life was over. And uh, she said, Jerry, don't you think God can bless you anymore? And I said, well, I know he can. I just don't know if he wants to. Mm. And that's really honestly how I felt. And the very next morning, as I was reading my regular reading in the one-year Bible, I was reading Job. It was the very end. I think it might have been chapter forty. And it said, and God blessed Job more in the last part of his life than in the first. And you, you might remember, he was highly blessed in his first part of his life. Yes. And then he lost everything, almost everything. And he, got, he lost his health, he lost his children, he lost all of his money. And yet God blessed him more in the last years than in the first. Unbelievable. And it was like God hit me on the arm. It was physical. I just felt this jolt. And God said to me, Jerry, this scripture, this verse is for you. Mm. And I started crying. And I said, Lord, how can that be? Oh, but it has been. And I don't know that the last fifteen years have been happier, but they've been richer and fuller.
0: So encouraging, just to see your continual just looking to the Lord to meet meet your needs and carry you to the next thing, and saying yes to to what He's asking you to do. So inspiring. Well, when I think about people in regards to even like what their top five strengths are I think usually there's something that we all want to pound the table about like that probably is ingrained or woven in with what our strengths are is what would you say for you is something that you really um just exemplifies just your heartbeat that you really care about and want others to to listen to or do or whatever that might be
1: well, I guess you know what I've learned is um and that what I tell younger people is to me it's all about surrender. if we surrender, he is free, God is free to take us to the greatest heights without any imped you know in, impediments you know of our wanting to do this or that or the other, but when we freely hand over our lives, then he's totally free to take us wherever, you know, he wants us to go. And he's bound to use the way he's made us. Mm -hmm. He's bound to max that out because he's the one that made us the way we are. Right. So if I can do something, you know, if I can um, just go to the world and teach others, To love Jesus and to surrender to him, I can guarantee them they're going to be, they're going to go on a a God ride. It doesn't mean it's going to be all hunky-dory and easy, Uh but it's going to be incredible. And the rewards are going to be out the moon. So for me, as a woo, um, I want to win others over. That's what woo means. I want to win others over to Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to feel their pain, which is empathy. And I want to communicate to them the most positive news they'll ever hear and connect them to Jesus. Mm. So I'm using all five of
0: my top strings. Mm. That's great. Well, I know you mentioned earlier just how, I'm sure it's person after person, but just especially how God grew your heart just for the, um, the Kurds. Can you double click on that a little bit?
1: <laughs> well, um, in about 2009, actually, that was the year I learned my strengths. Um, I got to go to, to Iraq and train teachers there. Actually, we started out with headmasters of schools in Erbil. And, of course, that was the northern part of Iraq. That was the Kurdish area. And in 2009, it was the Kurdish area was highly guarded by the Kurds. And the Kurdish people love Americans because we had rescued them from the um, Saddam Hussein, who was gassing them to death, was mainly fighting over oil in their territory. And the Kurds have always been hated by all their neighbors, which is what they told me. So uh, we got invited to come in and train uh, the headmasters of schools and teachers in the curriculum that goes with the Jesus scum. And I literally, before I left, As I was reading the Bible, um, the the Lord would speak to me through scripture. And he would tell me, you know, people were kind of upset I was going to Iraq and they thought I wouldn't be safe. And um, the scripture kept saying, you know, go to the ends of the earth. I'll be with you. First chapter, Joshua, go to the ends of the earth and I will be with you. And so I had every confidence that God had something very special in Iraq. And sure enough, I fell in love with, I asked the Lord to give me his love for the Kurds, and he did. I mean, he gave me so much love. It was overwhelming. And I sat down with 15 Muslim Kurdish men in my group. And I started praying, and I said, Lord, only you can do this. I am just an old woman, and here Mm -hmm. I am with these young Muslim men. Only you can communicate to them through me. And Mm -hmm. he began to answer prayer right away. There was someone talking from the front of the room, and it was a story about a little boy in a first-grade class and what his teacher meant to him, especially when his mom died. Mm. And I looked at the, the group of men around me, and there was one blue-eyed Kurd, which is very unusual. Tears were streaming down his cheeks. Oh. And I said, Lord, you're already doing it. And this is just the first hour. Mm. And I knew he had it. The Lord gave me so much favor with these Kurdish men, I couldn't believe it. And they responded so beautifully to the things we taught those next three days. And at the Mm. very end, one of the men asked us, he said, could your whole group come to my house? Mm. And we couldn't do that. But he and two or three of the men got in his van and they sped off And about 30 minutes later, they came back, and they gave me a gift. And it was a rolled-up carpet, you know, a small carpet that had a design woven in it of a beautiful woman holding a young boy in her lap. Mm. And they said, Jerry, that woman is you. Oh, and we don't want you to ever forget us. And they gave me that carpet. Wow. So um, I could tell you more stories about the Kurds, mm. but I can't talk about them very well without crying. Oh. And I still love them to this day. Mm. I am new to Austin. But I have heard there's some Kurdish people living here. Oh. And one of my goals is to meet them. Any of them that God wants to introduce me to. Mm. And just, I'm available to him. To love the Kurdish people. I'm dying to meet some of them. I went to Lebanon. Lebanon for another conference and I saw a bulletin board with the picture of a Kurdish man and I'm in Lebanon. Well, of course, Syria is full of Kurdish. The northern part of Syria is full of Kurdish. And at that time, they were having to run from ISIS. And it turned out there are millions, I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands of Kurds in Lebanon as refugees. Mm -hmm. And that week I got to meet them. I said, I, I looked at that picture of that Kurdish man. I said, Lord, did you
0: bring me to Beirut to meet this man? Within an hour, I saw him. And before I
1: left three days later, we were close friends. Mm. And he did not speak a word of English. So everything that we said to each other had to be interpreted. But God definitely brought me to him. And I have been involved in his life ever since. Since then, he has become, he was a believer then, a new believer. And he has become a Kurdish pastor in Beirut. Wow. he Thousands of Kurdish people to Christ. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. I, I'm always shocked when I talk about my story with the Kurds that my emotions are still so strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. heart of God that you have for them, and oh, wow. Well, I'm excited to hear about when you get to meet some of them here in Austin. It'll be so sweet. Yes, I can't Mm -hmm. wait. So
1: God is so good.
0: Oh, Jerry, you could, so many stories. I'd love to hear more and more of them. But I think even like what you just shared of just, your desire to just be available and to love people and just your heart of empathy for them is so evident, but wanting them to know Jesus and the hope that he can bring them. Yes. What a, what a gift. Well, is there anything else you would love to share just with our listeners? Maybe some people that are, just curious they might not even know what their strengths are or maybe they might have some of yours or maybe they work with somebody that has strengths that are similar to yours or maybe they're married to someone that has strengths what what two cents would you give any of them
1: well i think uh what i said before about the key thing is to give your life to christ he's the one who loves you and who died so that you might know eternal life and surrender to him and just say, You know, Lord, whatever you want for me is what I want. We can make plans, but I think we need to hold them forward like in our hands and say, Lord, you change these plans. They're just, I want what you plan more than I want what I plan. So take whatever and make it what you want it to be. Max out my life for your purposes. That's where fulfillment and joy lie. And then I think one thing I've learned in the latter years of my life too, like the last 10 years, is that prayer is the most powerful thing we can do because it moves the hand of God. So I think praying with our hands open, uh, telling him our heart at the same time, listening to him, and being willing to do whatever
0: he wants or go wherever he wants us to go.
1: Yeah, you know, that surrendered life.
0: So good. We can't hear that enough. <laughs> mm. And
1: prayer is a battle because it is so powerful. Yes, we, it's hard to pray. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things we do because
0: we can't sit down and be still that long, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, Jerry, I appreciate so much you um, taking time and giving us a little glimpse into your life and the um, just the wisdom that you have gained from knowing your strengths and knowing yes. more about who you are with your Myers Briggs and all those things, but just your continued yes to um, listening to what God wants and hearing his heart for you and continuing to share that with others. So it's such a blessing um, to have this conversation, but I have one, one last question, like what has brought you joy recently? I'm glad you asked this
1: because I've never, had the privilege of living near my family and i am now so i'm very close to my daughter only about 10 minutes away and it's just such a blessing um, and i i just pray that god will use me in their lives that i will bless be a blessing that he will cause me to be a blessing in spite of me you know just that he might bless them through me and uh, that they'll know that I love them,
0: that he'll love them through me. What a blessing for them and it's for new, you too.
1: Yeah, it's a new dimension
0: for me. So <laughs> mm, that's, Well, thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate just, again, your time. And one last question. Is there any way, um, if someone that isn't familiar, like with the Jesus film, how would they, where would they go to learn more about that?
1: Jesusfilm.org. Okay. Or if they want to, they can download our app. Uh, just go to Jesus Film in the App Store.
0: And how many languages is the Jesus Film in now? Almost 2,000. 2,000. Yes. So when you download wow. the app,
1: you have all of our films in all of our languages in your hand. That's and unreal. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, over 100,000 thing that's amazing
0: wow and it's free there's no price there's no no ads and no charge well thank you so much jerry it's so great to be with you and thank you thank you you're a blessing thank you barb it's a privilege you later bye-bye thank you so much for listening today i hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at C-U-L-W-E-L-L.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.